few months ago. And we had this like grapes of wrath, Okies influx of ants coming into our kitchen. Cause I guess what happens is all their food reserves get messed up by the weather. So what'd they have to, to choose from? Oh, lots of stuff. In our apartment, not, not even really that much. They might have gotten some crumbs, but I, I think they would have just been there. Even. Yeah. Uh, crackers, pretzels at one point. Crackers um, and pretzels are good. Yeah. Breads. It, it might not seem like a lot to someone as big as us, but to an ant, a cracker would actually... That's quite a big amount of food. Ants are small. That's why you're the expert. Yeah. Right, exactly. I mean, well, that, we're all here to learn. This is an audio show, but we should probably just say bugs are a lot smaller than people. Um, <laughs> okay. And that's, you know what? Like, I, I'm amazed. Like, we haven't even gotten into, like, the, the show yet, and we're already dropping some staggering information. <laughs> so bugs, bugs like are assume, small. I don't like to assume that there's, like, a baseline that everyone shares with, with this stuff. I mean, we, we want to be inviting to people who don't know anything about bugs. Right. Sometimes you get a piece of information that's like new information and you just kind of go kind of take a walk and, and let it let it sink in. Yeah, I am antsy right now. I am dying to get out of here and go take a walk and reflect <laughs> on this information, but I have to record this stupid <laughs> podcast. Yeah. A lot of people think that bugs are just really far away. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Whenever yeah. I always thought that I'm just I'm I'm permanently on an airplane looking down <laughs> at ants. I have a weird perception of reality. Anyway, everybody, welcome to Love and Learning About Bugs, the podcast that people who don't know nothing about bugs come and learn about bugs. The number one buzzcast on the internet. Today, we are here <laughs> with our most special, very special guests, Casey and Frida. Hello, Casey and Frida. Hello. Hi, hi, hi. Welcome to the hive. Well, thanks for having us. What'd you say? What'd you say, Casey? Is that what you call it? Is the hive? Is that? I'm trying it now. Yeah, I, we'll I realize that. We workshop ideas as we go. We were missing a lot of personality in the past steps. Okay. So I've been, I've been listening to a lot of really cool DJs that are on the air at nine in the morning. Kind of like the shock jock of the bug podcast world. Yes. And I've been reading this website, The Chive, a lot. Casey um, <laughs> hey, CEO, brother. <laughs> you're telling me. Uh, but thank you so much for being here, both of you. It's such a freaking pleasure. Um, and then, of course, obligatory welcome to the Bugmaster, Mark. Thank you. I never take it for granted that, that I'll be included here. So thanks once again. Oh, don't get too comfortable. You never know. You might teach us too much eventually, and then we won't have <laughs> need for you anymore. Uh, well, I'm, or I'm you could be that. ambushed by another Bugmaster guest. That's definitely going to happen, but I I'm withholding wait. some of the top-level knowledge so that that you'll always, you know, need keep coming back That's for good. more. You sword fight with your left hand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Half the uh, things I told you are a lie. In the second oh, no. season, of, in the second season of loving learning about books, I'll tell you which things. Oh my god! Well, all right. So let's get to know our guests, shall we? Frida, what was the first bug you ever loved? <laughs> Um, I was like into ladybugs, uh, you know, when I was a little girl, a lot of ladybug prints. My mom was big on ladybugs. She would always print them out in the garden. I'm going to go with ladybugs. That's wonderful. Um, That's like, do you know a very interesting fact about ladybugs is the beautiful ladybugs are the men. Hmm. 
Oh, the red the one ones? with the beautiful red spots and all that. Yeah. So what do the women look like? Ugly. She's hideous. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know what they look like. They didn't even bothered. Huh. Remember in A Bug's Life, that great scene where the ladybug character gets really mad because someone thinks he's a lady. <laughs> I have been trying to actually... Uh, <laughs> This may sound trivial, but it, maybe, it, maybe it is trivial. But I've been actually trying not to, by default, refer to all animals or whatever as he or like this guy or whatever. So, wow, Mark's yeah, growing. I am, I am growing ever, ever so slightly. Um, you now say I, it. I, or, the, or they or whatever, but or she. Uh, I, I just, I, I, my default. I like she. I like she for everything. <laughs> my default has always buildings. been this guy or, oh, look at this guy. And, you know, some animal. I don't know if it's a guy. So, oh, yeah. I thought you meant like you can't classify like a a bug's gender. You just mean like casually, like you know, colloquially. Yeah, just like if I'm excited about something that I see, you know, oh, check out that guy over there, and it's an alligator. Like I don't actually, I can't tell an alligator. This is a problem because English doesn't have uh, gendered nouns like Spanish yeah. and French do. It's mm -hmm. always been one of my biggest pet peeves with this language. Yeah, we need more. We need more gender constrictions on on. <laughs> On abstract concepts like language. I need to know whether bridges are men or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think I drive over a lady bridge. Damn thing will break. <laughs> well, that leads you right back into the ladybug problem, though, where where you that is a gendered noun, and half of the ladybugs are not ladies. Mm. Right. Uh, and who do we blame? Uh, the discoverer of ladybugs. Darwin. Darwin. Yeah, it's Charles Darwin's fault. Uh, mm. Casey. What was the first bug you ever killed? <laughs> wow. Um, I actually have an answer for that. I, uh, I, when I was very young, I had this idea that, um, well, you know how when a worm is, is cut in half, the two different halves yes. need to move yeah. individually. I had this kind of weird conception of like bug souls that I was like playing God and I was creating new <laughs> bugs every time I cut an earthworm in half. So I think I did it like a lot as a kid. Um, this gra this grasshopper out. is just two unique looking grasshoppers now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I think I was earthworm. accidentally vivisecting some earthworms. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mark, is it is it true that the earthworms live as two entities now? I don't know that it's true for earthworms, um, but there are... Definitely nematodes, which are another category of worm where that is true, and you can cut them in half and they'll the two halves will reach it like the part that has a head will generate a tail and the part that has a tail will generate eyes and a you know the, the front end earthworms I think are too complex to really pull that off huh. it's with lizards too you know if a lizard's tail falls off the the tail's alive yeah, I hate that when you throw away your lizard's tail. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. A full-grown animal crawls out of the trash can. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> out of the trash can. Yeah, I mean, I well, guess where else would you dispose of your lizard's tail? I was going to say, if you apply any sort of real intellectual rigor to this idea, do your fingernail clippings all have souls? And then you throw them away. Interesting. If, you know, if if your soul gets subdivided every time you cut up a cut up an animal, you're yeah. I mean, I'm a vegan, so I don't chew my fingernails. So my fingernails yeah, look like a Guinness guy. They go back Actually, into me. Yeah, it's good to eat, the, eat your fingernails because then you you re re reclaim that part of your soul. No, mine are mine are like brownish amber, and they go to the floor, and they're like they're like crystal canes now. <laughs> yeah, to eat those. 
People think it's like a like a weird world record thing, but you just do a lot of cocaine. You just really need that. Oh long my god! Fingernail. Yeah, you need you need that enormous like sugar cane like fingernail to do the I need best that, coke. That high ally racket of a fingernail. Yeah, like, way that way back. It's yeah. got to be just put it directly on your brain. Yeah, but you can't pick up a quarter. Right? Is that is that the problem for people with actual coke nails? Is they can't pick up quarters? Just with long nails in general, I it's hard to pick that, up a quarter. Yeah, cash, cash registers, which is an odd choice of, of employment when you have fingernails that don't let you push buttons or pick up coins. But mm. but you got to love that classic image of like the um, the cartoon cashier, like the woman with very, very big hair and enormous nails. And she like smacks her lips before she goes to do every action. And like like when she pushes a button on the cash register, she does it with so much effort for one finger. I, I, all right. Tangent. I love that lady. Yeah, she's a great lady. I don't know what I was thinking of. Anyway, uh, we got some questions from Loyal Buggies. And I also want to invite Casey and Frida, you all, to ask any question as the whim strikes you. You're here okay. to learn, after all. Yeah, our format is, is fairly loose. You can interject freely. Okay, great. Okay, here we go. Starting with our first question, opening up the tweet. Greggy asks, what does lightning bug juice taste like? Right. I know, I know. I actually have this answer. Oh, well, I'll let you take the lead on it then, because I could only speculate. I don't know. Um, there's lots of lightning bugs where I grew up, and I would like to catch them. And uh, sometimes I think I would get some of their uh, goo on my mm -hmm. finger, and, um, and it would still be shiny. That was the really alarming part. And um, anyway, like I would unconsciously like touch my finger to my lips and it tastes like um, it tastes like an, 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 an inedible thing, like perfume or mm. chemicals. It tastes it like ta your body saying, don't eat this. Yes, it tastes. Yeah. I would say it almost tastes floral, but like without any of the pleasance that floral mm. sometimes brings. Now I'm loving learning about bugs. Yeah, now you know what lightning bug taste juice tastes like, thanks to six-year-old Andrew being Lenny in his yard, killing creatures that he loved. Also, Greggy had a follow-up, and uh, this is related because it's a reply. Sorry to quote get nasty, but can a fly have a baby with a bee? <laughs> no. Let's toss this one over to Mark. Yeah, let's see what the Bugmaster has to say. <laughs> yeah, uh, the answer to that is no. Um, they are too far distantly related from each other. Um, sometimes organisms that are not of the same species can oh, have sorry. a baby, but if they're only if they're really, really closely related species. Um, like a horse and a donkey. They make a honky. Yeah, or like the tiger and the lion making the... A tie-in. So what's like the closest to a bee? Um, so bees are... Hornet? Uh, bees are a family, which is a pretty high-level group. So within families... Actually, bees aren't even... Yeah, bees are... Honeybees are in a family. There are other families of bees. So like if you think species make up a genus so in a genus you could have multiple potentially dozens of species in one genus and then you could have genus sounds like multiple me. <laughs> genera within a 
family, and there are multiple families of bees. So even going outside the same genus is, is pretty much impossible to, to have sexual reproduction. Um, and flies and bees look pretty similar, and they have a similar lifestyle in some instances, but they're, they're pretty far related. So bees are, are close to things like other bees and um, wasps and ants and, and that, that group, the stinging, stinging social insects. Could a carpenter bee have a sex with a honeybee? Maybe, but they probably wouldn't have a baby bee out of, out of it. Too bad. Just yeah. dry, dry. You know, usually <laughs> being distantly related is a plus. Yeah, I mean, if, if with human relationships, certainly. And reproduction. Yeah, anyway. well, with bees, with, with bees, that's not even necessarily... Uh, that, that's true generally, that like better diversity from from having sex with people who are or other organisms that are far far related from you but um second cousin in social insects most of them are very closely related because they all have the same mom the queen produces all of the offspring wait andrew would you have sex with your second cousin depends if she was hot <laughs> is, that like, is, that <laughs> no, like no. Your, is that like your threshold yeah for, for like relations yeah yeah i mean if my mom was no i'm just kidding no uh, no <laughs> i can't my, my mom listens to this why did i go for her okay mark who is the like furthest distant related that you could have sex with like in your mind second yeah cousin? in your family i feel like second cousin it's at least plausible that i could say i didn't realize they were related to me and mm. people would be like oh yeah second cousin i don't necessarily know all my second cousins so so, so you there's, continue there's the relationship the, there's the plausible deniability if it's a second cousin but... well i didn't know <laughs> can't go back now um and i think the law in different states is in some states first cousin is legally okay which i don't know is a great is there's a, great a really good uh, kevin gates song about how he's having sex with his cousin and everybody's <laughs> judging him but it's you know, it's actually really good. He's uh, like, we, the song is about like, you know, yeah, don't judge me. I, I'm, I'm having sex with my cousin. So. <laughs> really? Uh, we're yeah. watching uh, Arrested Development as one of our quarantine activities. And there is a lot of incest plot lines um, in that show. Oh, yeah. Cousin loving, sister loving. And... <laughs> Uh, I actually had a B question. We were, um, me and Frida were watching these videos yesterday of um, it's like Chinese woman just reaching into a bee. Uh, I don't know if it was a, uh, she alcove. had like a, yeah, like an alcove. There was like a tree sort of thing where she took a, a circle of wood out and they reached right in. Did she cut um, it out? And she was, was just doing it. Out, yeah, it was like a hollowed out tree trunk. And then she put the top yeah. back on. Oh, okay. Uh, it, and one of the videos, they had, like, smoke underneath, but one of them, it seemed like she was just doing a bear, but do bees just, like, totally lose their ability to defend themselves if there's smoke in the air? Yeah, they, they get really um, torpid, and, uh, I mean, that's the classic thing, that the, 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 bee, the beekeeper with the, with the can, like, the watering can-looking thing and pouring the honey in, it really mm -hmm. does knock them, it knocks, it doesn't kill them, but it, it puts them into a stupor where they're not able to really do much and, and sting you. Huh. Uh, is it literal smoke? Is, yeah, yeah. Okay. What does torpid mean? Just a uh, uh, like woozy and groggy, really like like uh, the yeah, state of it, torpor it, in a in a stupor like what or some a, hibernating a, a, creatures do. 
Okay, yeah, I already knew it, that. It, I was just confirming that we all knew that and we're on the same page. Uh, that, that's for our that's stupid worth doing because we definitely have some stupid people in the audience who. Well, we're all Doctor really Who fans stupid. here, so you know, there's more than one uh, definition of torpor. No, I just I don't know if that's yeah, true. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> we're all loving that. We're all big Who heads. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, the smoke makes it safe to to handle them. Um, so they're just like totally not going to mess with you if there's smoke in the air. Like they just completely lose it. Yeah. The, now you may have to. There may be some practical skill you would need to work on of how much smoke because it's probably not good for them. So mm, you don't want to. The kill art them. of smoke weaving. And if it's not <laughs> enough, then they might be like, "That's not nearly enough smoke. I'm gonna sting." You know. Okay. Yeah, you have to find the balance. Can't be too That's little, can't be too much. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a problem Casey's very familiar with. If you oh, know Casey. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I love it. From Cliff at Nuvada or Nevada. I had a hard time with this screen name for a really long time. I think it's supposed to be a play on the state, but it has a W in it. Yeah, anyway. I never really got it either, actually. We should probably... <laughs> hey, Cliff, Cliff, what the hell is going on? If dude? I could yeah. just Come on. put this out there to our listeners, um, please have screen names that can be pronounced phonetically. <laughs> yes. Unless you have a non-English name, like some of our other listeners. Well, I assume those can still be pronounced phonetically. We name. just don't know how. <laughs> All right. So from Cliff, what bug would be the best president? Ant queen, bee queen, other. For me, praying mantis. I think if Thank she you. bit off her husband's head and said, I'm the president now. I think we'd uh, be in a better place if that Look happened. at me. I'm the president yeah. now. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting some religion back at the forefront in politics. Yeah. Praying mantis be good. Um, Frida, do you have any insights yeah. on this? I like queen bee. I feel like bees are maybe more, um, I don't know, structured <laughs> than uh, ants. Frida, would be would it be fair for me to say that the queen bee is the original girl boss? Um, yeah, I think I think that would be a fair assessment. I think yes. queen bees are very like neoliberal uh, feminists. Uh, for and sure, I think they I don't actually one. care about the well-being <laughs> of their many workers in a very strict hierarchical society. I think I saw one with a mug that just said Ruth Bader Ginsburg on it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ruth Bader I, I, I found a hive on the ground, and and it had a Kamala. You Biden cracked Harris. it open, and there was a book about power dressing. Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah, the K hive. Sure. Oh and yeah, thank guess, you, Mark. Thanks for making that joke better for me. <laughs> I, I broke it open, found out it was the K hive. Uh, yeah, actually, Mark, how how much delegation does that queen bee do, or is she just kind of like put into the role and as a she has a couple roles, the biggest of which is that she is solely responsible for producing all the eggs. So the male bees have one role. Uh, apologize to any bee scientist listeners if I'm oversimplifying, but males basically just reproduce with the queen. And the queen produces all the eggs, both male and female. She, um, which means that all of the offspring in the hive are all siblings. And I believe okay. that she produces female eggs without being fertilized. And yeah. she produces male eggs that are fertilized. So all of the, no, maybe I'm a, well, I might be getting confused about that, but so she makes, she makes all the babies. The other thing she does is she produces pheromones that sort of control the 
systems of of the hive. So it's a lot of like on off regulatory pathways in the hive where they're like so she's like an engine worker like she's just down in there in the steam room turning the knobs and stuff very much so and and that's a lot of the yeah a lot of the ants and other social insects are are similar where the queen is just sort of sequestered away in this inner inner chamber and she's producing pheromones that are like oh okay well i've you know now it's time to potentially expand the hive we're going to split the hive or whatever or she'll stop if the queen dies this is more with some termites that i've worked on in the past but if the queen dies the pheromone she was producing to stop eggs from becoming queen eggs is gone. And so in the absence of that pheromone she's always releasing, then the eggs will start to develop into queens instead of workers. So like, so so, so there's a lot of complex regulatory stuff based on the presence and absence of certain pheromones that the queen might produce. Hashtag Um, beaches get stuff done. (laughs) Yes. And then and then uh, there's like a bunch of queen candidates, right? Some of them get fed the royal jelly and then that and then like one is chosen to be the queen or something like that. Um, and most of this stuff is is pertains to honeybees because that's the most economically important and well studied so, yeah, and all of that. And so there's I should again reiterate there's there's solitary bees, there's bees that are semi-social, so they share a they share a, like a tunnels in the creek uh riverbed mud or whatever but they have separate mating couples like they don't have any kind of uh social hierarchy or like shared reproduction they just kind of hang out in the same like they they have cooperative living but they're not all siblings so they're not true social insects so there's there's all kinds of bees that have all kinds of really complex systems that aren't all the same but for honeybees there's the royal jelly gets given to the queen candidates and and that's one of the things that triggers their development because the hive might want to expand and produce more, you know, like the, if you think of the hive as like a super organism, it wants to reproduce in the same way that every other organism wants to reproduce. So it's got to send out queens to go start found. Oh, so they're making multiple queens. Oh, okay. To, To potentially either replace the current queen in the existing hive or get booted out. And sometimes they'll take a portion of the workers with them to start a new hive somewhere else. Yeah. Mm, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I'll tell you what bug is currently in office is uh, the Musgravia solchiventris, a large stink bug found in Australia, also known as the bronze orange bug. Oh, okay. Wow. I, I get where you're coming wow. from. I'm picking up what you're putting down. From Fucking American Rooter. Hell yeah, you're dead. You're dead, Trump. You're out of here at the end of this month. You hear me? You orange idiot we're gonna impeach you on <laughs> january 20th you're getting impeached <laughs> idiot you're out of here uh from american ruse ran ran can a bug love me back we've gotten a lot of variations of this question people are there seems to be a lot of desperation i've asked bugs a, a question love. like this have you past, okay yeah i mean mark i, I can, think so yeah yeah <sighs> I think that they can have some awareness of you. We did talked about this before with my with my uh, old trainer, Mean Jean, and how she asked if, if oh the yeah, wasps God, could mean recognize her because she said that they she said they would freak out every day. There were wasps on her porch, and they would freak out when the mailman would come, but they would totally be calm when she would go in and out and banging the screen door and all of that. And I was like, yeah, I think I think they 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 have very accurate pattern recognition they can recognize different kinds of flowers based on the color patterns they you know they have the capacity to recognize why couldn't they recognize 
you as a separate person from other people. So in a way, that's love, like refraining from stinging you. And since since the wording of the question is, can a bug love me back? I, th- I I would be more inclined to answer yes because if you're if you're already showing that bug love if you're if you have love in your heart in your interactions with that bug, chances are that bug will come to find some sort of love for you. Same way with people. Wow. <laughs> All right. There, there, there may be some bugs that are not capable of love, in which case, if that's wear them down. That's that's, that's the lesson. Who you've chosen yeah. to, to shower affection on? Uh, I am. Um... I, one time I was in Savannah, Georgia, and I sat on a bench underneath this like kind of weeping willow tree. And I must have just like spaced out for a little bit because I realized after a little bit that I was just being mauled by mosquitoes. Uh, um, and I got really badly bitten. But then I went back to Augusta and like the rest of the summer, no mosquitoes bit me. Is it possible that like I was marked as a territory like that the other mosquitoes knew to back off because these Savannah mosquitoes had gotten me? Um, I don't think so. Okay. It felt like they did. Yeah. Um. So then what yeah. happened? Probably yeah, Mark. you didn't sit still <laughs> under a tree asleep for as long after that. <laughs> like yeah. that was the bigger a confirmation the bigger bias. Factor. Yeah. Yeah. I just had this feeling that I was like marked, like the other bugs knew to stay away because there was some like alpha mosquito in Savannah that they could just tell was like a big buff. Yeah, thing. sure. Yeah. Like vampirism. They they can tell that you've got the, well, I was thinking like dogs and peeing. Like that yeah. was a, what, like a, like the mosquito peed on Casey, except it <laughs> yeah. just drank his blood. Well, they I probably didn't take also, a shower that whole summer. They probably also did. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, well, sure. Yeah. Bugs are always peeing. Yeah. Um, our next question comes from boss level Kev at Cobb that real, uh, kind of related to a previous question. What bug should run for office? But so Hmm. I want you to note the variation before the question was what bug would be the best president, but now we're trying to encourage a bug to believe in itself. And and local offices are really probably more important and more impactful. Oh gosh. Yeah. Grassroots kind of stuff. That's where the real politics are happening these days. Right. School board. Um, yeah, it's like that. Um, chess club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I guess he Alderman. Queen's Gambit. Obsessed Not yet. Seen bits and pieces here and there. I'm yeah. At the end of it, I still don't I know think what, I'd like chess. What the, what the, chess, what the Queen's <laughs> Gambit was. I was like, was that, that it? Like, never said. was like Go stuck ahead. in development hell for like 30 years. And I just well, did it recently. I guess it kind of makes sense that uh, a TV show about chess would take 30 years to really get off the ground. And again, I haven't watched it. I'm making banal <laughs> bad tweet observations. <laughs> no, I, I watched it. You're dead on. Okay, thanks, Mark. <laughs> Appreciate it. So what bug should run for office, everybody? Really tough question. I say snail. Okay. I'm going to say uh, dung beetle, you know, because being a politician, it's just taking little pieces of everybody's shit and rolling it into a big old ball. And who better? Yeah, they would at least manage it well. They can carry all that, but then they're the same person underneath. Are lobsters bugs? Yeah. Oh, I I think so, yeah. Yeah, I go with a lobster. That's a good answer. That's great. Very intelligent animal. Totally. I was was thinking a lot about lobsters the other day, by the way, because... um, Someone in uh, customer at Costco 
was saying like, oh yeah, you know, we love lobster, but then it's so annoying when you boil them because they scream. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> yeah, how annoying that this living creature screams in anguish when it's boiled to death. Anyway, what's uh, your answer, Mark? <laughs> I believe there's a well actually about that. Maybe my, my understanding is they're not screaming. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's like air, air, it's air escaping from their corpse. Yeah, that's a little yeah. less bad. <laughs> like maybe 10% less bad. They're, they're five minutes ago alive corpse. Like yeah. in the cartoons when someone gets so mad that the steam starts shooting out of their ears and you hear the kettle right. sound. It's, now that's it's, fun. It's basically, it's literally <laughs> yeah. that. They are screaming, but it's at a decibel that humans can't hear because it's so intense. Right. And my dog but in just fact, freaks out. They were already screaming before you boiled them. They're just always screaming and we can't hear it. <laughs> oh, yeah.